Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, educating, empowering, and connecting Christians to stand on God's Word and Truth. The man who won't stand up for his own principles is not really a man at all. Get involved by emailing comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. You handle the truth. Now, here's the host of Stand Up For The Truth, Mike LeMay. Standing on the truth of God's word in a world full of deception and lies. Good morning, Mike LeMay. Welcome to another edition of Stand Up For The Truth. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to really be able to see the world through the lens of your word. You have given us your truth from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. You are truth. You are the way, the truth, and the light. And we thank you that you have taken us out of darkness, out of the uh, imprisonment of our sins, Lord, and you nailed them to that cross. We thank you for doing what only you could do. May we glorify your name, and may we uh, honor your word this hour. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Before we get to our show, a reminder, our sixth annual Watchman Conference is scheduled for Friday evening, April 19th and all day Saturday the 20th at the Word of the Barn Fellowship in Swamico, about 10 minutes, ten miles north of Green Bay. Now, there's no fee to attend. Uh, our topic is preparing for growing deception and coming persecution. I'll be joined by Elijah Abraham, Jay Siegert, and Dave Wager, and I think you're going to find a lot of value in this conference. Uh, how can we as disciples make sure our minds and hearts are guarded against deception? How can we effectively share the gospel in these times of political correctness and hatred of Christians? And just how close are we to government taking over our churches and dictating what can or cannot be taught? So you can register by emailing Mike at Q90FM.com. Seating is limited, and uh, so please uh, register early. Well, the most difficult decisions in life come when there's ambiguity and confusion, and we're not quite sure of the effects of our beliefs or our actions. Now, Satan thrives in a world of confusion, convincing us something might look good when in reality it is dangerous or downright evil. But when direction, intent, and consequences become clear, we're able to move forward and make correct decisions. Now, America has become increasingly confused morally and spiritually over the past 50 to 60 years, and as a result, a growing number of professing churches and Christians themselves have become confused on issues that God is very clear about in his word. Now, this morning we're going to talk about globalism. We're going to talk a little bit about what the next presidential election is really about. Should the U.S. remain a sovereign nation or become the leader in the growing globalist movement that leads to the rise of Antichrist? The Bible tells us this rise is inevitable, uh, so it's really a matter of if the U.S. supports or opposes his agenda, the same question the professing church in America will one day face. Joining us to talk about globalism and the church, pastor and best-selling author Carl Gallups. He has studied biblical prophecy for decades and also the march toward globalism. Hey, Carl, welcome back to Stand Up For The Truth. Hey, Mike, Dave, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be with you. Well, thank you, sir. Hey, this idea, Carl, of, of mankind uniting under one government, it's not new. We go all the way back to the Tower of Babel. Um, God did not allow it at that time, and he scattered the people. But according to biblical prophecy, he is going to allow it in the final days. Um, what gives? Yeah. Well, no, listen, you've nailed it. I mean, that that's that's the, the, the truth of the Word of God concerning the direction in which this world is headed. Yes, uh, Solomon was right in the book of Ecclesiastes when he talked about, you know, nothing's new under the sun. Uh, but, but a lot of people mistake that for meaning that, you know, just what comes around goes around, and it's just life is a big circle. And, well, what Solomon was talking about was the evil desires of the fallen nature of humanity. There's nothing new under the sun. I mean, the evil that's present in our day has been present since the garden fall. I mean, God pushed the reset button one time in history already with a global flood. And and the Bible says that it was so evil that everything had to be destroyed. All flesh had become corrupt, human and animal animal flesh, everything. And, and so, uh, but, but I don't want people to mistake that great truth of nothing new is under the sun for thinking that 
it is not moving in a linear direction. History is moving in a linear direction, starting in the Garden of Eden, culminating in the return of Jesus Christ and the restitution of all things. It's moving from A, it's headed to Z, and we are now down in the short letters, I think, somewhere in the, in the WXY area. And, and, you know, I'm not a date setter. You guys know that. I'm not a hand wringer. It's just that, listen, the, the times we're living in, and I've said this before to your audience, are the most prophetically profound times, prophetically significant times since the first coming of Jesus Christ. There's a convergence of all manner of biblical prophecies that have begun their convergence just really over the last 70 years, and it's just coming like a flood. Now, so what you're talking about, this spirit of globalism, again, as you said, we can trace it all the way back to the Tower of Babel. Of course, the people were scattered then, and God set them in their nation and watch this, and determined their borders <laughs> and determined their languages and called them nations. See, nations and borders and the separation of the peoples, uh, you know, for political purposes, for military purposes, for societal purposes. That was all God's idea. But the globalist idea, the demonic idea, the satanic idea is the total opposite. That is to bring all the people together. Together, no borders, uh, no customs, no cultures, everything just a secular mindset, all pointed towards a ruling elite. And of course, the Bible says in the last days that Satan really what he's going to do, it's a it's a it's a. Uh, uh, a, a counterfeiting of of God's Christ, if you will, of the Christ of heaven, where Satan's going to have his own Messiah, his own Christ. And there are all kinds of biblical ideas of what that's going to be. Is it going to be Satan himself manifesting himself before the world as, 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 as a human, some kind of supernatural human? Is he going to possess the body of a particular human? Is he pulling off some kind of a mutation, you know, uh, but between angelic and human? Uh, is that what he's doing? And people have all of their different interpretations. The bottom line is, the Bible is clear, Mike, Dave, that somewhere near the last day, sometime be just before the return of Jesus Christ and the restitution of all things, there will be a one world order with a, a demonic influence in the person of the lawless one, in the person of the abomination that causes desolation, in the, in the person of of the Antichrist. We're headed that way. Now, you know, exactly when that will burst forth, I don't know. God is constraining it and restraining it. He, ha he, he, he is the one moving from A to Z. He knows the time. He knows the hour. It's really, really, really according to God's hand. Of course, Satan is too arrogant to understand all of that, but he continues to relentlessly push forward. Listen, I may be wrong about this. This is just my opinion, but I'm convinced that Satan, over the period of history, as we move from A to Z, Z being God's final word, as we've been moving that way, I'm convinced that Satan has tried many times to bring his one world order into fruition, to try to sit upon the throne as a physical manifestation of himself and demand that the world worship him. I'm convinced that he has tried many times down through history, but God has thwarted it until the time is proper, until the time is right. God does everything in a perfect time. So, I think we're just living right in the midst of these most prophetic days. I think we can see it unfolding before our eyes. We're watching right here in our own nation, in our own culture, this great constitutional republic. That's something that the planet has never seen with all of its freedom and prosperity and power and, and potential for, for uh, you know, for people flourishing and thriving in freedom and to express even their faith in Jesus Christ. I mean, look what, how God has used this nation to proliferate the gospel around the world and, and all of the technology that, is, uh, uh, that has flowed out of us. But in the midst of all of that, all of those wonderful things that's a part of our culture, a culture that the planet has never seen, we are also immersed in abject evil. I mean, this planet has eaten of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And here we are 
And, and even our own culture is beginning to just sink down in the mire of perverseness and profanity and godlessness. And it's just, it's just sinking it, it quicker and quicker, it seems. And, I, and I'm not trying to be you know, negative, but it's just the truth. And so we're living in these very, very spiritual times. We can see, we can feel, we can sense that something's getting ready to snap in the world. People all over the planet are talking about it. And, and of course, now look at the age we live in, this age of instantaneous communication information systems. I mean, the internet really is becoming the new Tower of Babel. And, and, and listen, I'm not one of those guys that balks at, 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 at uh, technology. I love technology. I'm a techno geek. I use it all the time. And I try to use it as much as possible for the kingdom of God and for proliferating the gospel in the last days. Jesus said, and when this gospel of the kingdom is preached unto all all the nations, then the end will come, the end of man's wicked rule and reign, and the beginning of the reign of Jesus Christ. Well, guys, we're, we're the first generation, we're the only generation in, in, in the history of mankind, of humanity, to see the technology, to be using the technology, to actually be in the process of fulfilling that very prophecy. So, in the midst of this, Satan knows a lot. He doesn't know everything, but he sees, he knows his time is short, the Bible says. He's filled with rage. He is desperately trying to grab the throne. He knows he's the prince of the power of this world, the prince of the power of the air, the God, little g, of this age. He knows that. But in Isaiah 14, he makes it clear. His ultimate goal is, I will sit upon the throne of the Most High God. I will be exalted. I will be above all the gods, little g. That means the divine council, the angelic realm, even the people of the earth. I will be like the Most High God. That is his goal. It will be realized to a certain degree for a little while on the earth. That's what the Bible says. And we are crashing towards that satanic goal right now. You can sense it. You can feel it. You can see it. Those who have eyes to see and ears to hear, it's before us every day. You know, Paul talked about in Ephesians 6, he said, our battle's not against flesh and blood, but it is against the powers of darkness in the unseen realm, in the heavenly realms of wickedness, demonic. Therefore, you know, gird yourself up, put on the full armor of God every day. Walk under the power of your salvation every day. Stand in the word every day. Live in integrity and righteousness to the best of your ability with God's help. That is your protection. And so, that's the word to God's people in the midst of these days. Don't panic. Don't wring your hands. We've been raised up for such a time as this. Count it an, an honor that God would, would destine us to be living in these times to be ambassadors for his kingdom. But also understand we are headed from A to Z. And we are somewhere close to the Z. We really are. We are. And so, anyway, that's that's my quick message on 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 your question there, brother, or your comment. Well, but I, I, no, I th I think I think you're dead on, brother Mike. You're listening to Stand Up for the Truth on Q ninety five. Our guest, pastor and best selling author Carl Gallup's. You know, Carl, you look at you mentioned that Satan's been trying to do this for a long time. It used to be through brute force. We can look at Rome, Hitler, communism, the Islamic Caliphate. Nowadays, it almost seems like he's using a, if I may, kinder and gentler approach, New Green Deal, Universal Medicare for All, UN sovereignty. So he's changing his tactics, but the goal remains the same. Yeah, no, I agree completely, Mike, and that's, you know, I was tempted to just keep going a little while ago, but you, now you've opened it back up. Let me just say this very quickly. No, look, here's what I think I see, and again, I could be wrong, but I, you know, I'm like you guys. I mean, I just, I'm continually pouring over the scriptures. I'm comparing them against what's happening. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to let me, quote, see, I'm making air quotes right now, to see with my spiritual eyes, and and I do a lot of writing along these lines of, of, of writing what I think I'm seeing. And I agree with you, Mike. I think that, see, Satan is supernatural. And, and that's a conglomeration of two Latin words, supranatura, meaning he's over and above us. He's way over and above what is earthly and natural and physical. He is other than. He, he can transverse various dimensions of reality. We know that. So he's not limited by the, the singular physical earthly dimension that we are limited by. But on the other hand, he's not God. 
He's not anywhere near to God. He does not know everything. He is not omniscient. He is not omnipresent. Therefore, he works through his demonic minions, if you will. He, he is, he is, uh, uh, it, 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 and so, so what I'm trying to say is, is that I'm convinced that ever since the fall and then ever since the flood, he has been dis- searching first to destroy the seed that God prophesied that was coming through the womb of the woman. We see it in when the, when they were taken into captivity in Egypt. Uh, we see it all the way through to the New Testament when Herod is killing the boys born in Bethlehem. I mean, there's always been this, this, this attack on the seed. We see it all through Jesus' ministry of three years until finally Satan thinks he's delivered him to the cross to destroy that seed. Then the church is born and the seed multiplies and Satan goes crazy. So what does Satan do? He changes a lot of his tactics. He moves, he molds to where everything is moving. And so you're right. You, for most of history, it's been by brute force and death and destruction of the seed. A lot of that is still in Satan's playbook. I mean, we see that still, but you're right. I believe you're right, Mike. And that is now this burst of technology that has just exploded upon the world just in the last, well, look, we're celebrating, we're just on the other side of the 70th year of Israel's return. When Israel returned, the world watched it on grainy black and white little TV sets. We watched the news. Some of it was days late. It wasn't instantaneous. We only had three grainy channels to watch it on. And if you had an antenna that you had your wife standing outside twisting it while you were hollering through the window, I mean, that, that was the technology 70 years ago. Look where we are now. This is what I'm saying. The world has just changed monumentally. And now the prince of the power of the air is making use of all of that to do this subtle, demonic, psychological manipulation of the entire planet, the globe. Humanity as a whole is beginning to succumb to this spirit of delusion, to the truth being thrown to the ground, to this spirit of deception. And you know, the Bible talked about that. In the last days, Paul said the Spirit clearly says that doctrines of demons will pour over the globe, that the demons will influence the kings of the earth, the book of Revelation says. I mean, we're living in the midst of that. So yes, I think you're right, Mike. I think Satan, you know, like the serpent that he is, he slithers through the garden of humanity and he conforms himself to kind of whatever's happening. I'm also convinced that a lot of the technology has either come out of the creative mind of humanity, but I think at the same time, it has been completely manipulated and used by the demonic realm as well. And I'm also convinced that a lot of the technology is coming out of the mind of Satan himself and being transferred into the minds of humanity. I think that's what we're seeing. So we're living in very prophetic times, as far as humanity's concerned, you know, those of us that have lived 40, 50, 60, 70 years, uh, we've seen a lot happen. And I think not only are we living in very prophetic times, but we're living in some what we, of those of us that are a little older, we would call very odd times, very strange times. I mean, you, you and I could not have conceived. We couldn't even have dreamed. It would have been science fiction just decades ago if if somebody had mentioned the kinds of technologies we're dealing with now, but we're right in the midst of it, and almost every one of the technologies is being used in some form of abject evil. So I think that's what's happening, Mike, and I think you're dead on in your observations. Well, thank you. Stand Over the Truth on Q90FM, pastor and best-selling author Carl Gallups. When we come back with Carl, has the Democratic Party officially become the party of globalism? If you want more info on the topics of today's show, then visit StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, back to Mike LeMay. Our final segment with pastor and best-selling author Carl Gallups. We'll tell you a little later how to connect with Carl and order his books. Hey, Carl, the Democratic Party, we're looking at the candidates that are coming forward to run in 2020. Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, the lady from California. All of them seem to be out-globalizing one another. Can we safely say the Democratic Party is on the verge of becoming the unofficial party of globalism? Well, absolutely. And it's, and it's, and it's I guess, the most visible in the Democrat Party, no doubt. But 
as you and I know, and your listeners know, it's really not a Democrat-Republican thing. It's a demonic, spiritual, prophetic thing. It is, in, it is in, in the midst of the Republicans as well. We call them the, you know, the establishment elite, the global elite. We call them the deep state. In other words, they have an R by their name, and they pat their heads uh, on, on their you know, constituents and try to convince everybody how conservative and America-loving they are. And then we eventually find find out that no, they're right there in the back pockets of the globalist as well. Now, not everyone, and not every one of the Democrats we see are, you know, like totally globalist elite evil, uh, you know, but, but, but they're, being, they're being constrained. They're being threatened by the global elitists, the evil ones. They really are. And so they're being silenced. They're being shoved aside. So anyway, we see this new uh, incoming class of freshman Democrats, and they are well, and then, of course, the Bernie Sanders and the Clintons and all that that are not incoming freshmen, but we're looking at the at the two Muslim women and the AOC and some of these people that have just come in, and we're listening and we're watching and the embezzlement and the and the anti-Israel and anti-Semitic stuff and the and the nastiness and the new Green Deal and the hatred and the vitriol and the hypocrisy, the rank hypocrisy. I mean, it's just I mean, it's blowing people's minds. They're saying. What's happening to the to to our world? What's happening to our nation? Well, this evil has always been there. It has been lying dormant. Listen, in the history of the United States, I'm convinced from the day we won the American Revolution, the globalist mindset was already making plans to overthrow us. They couldn't stand that a constitutional republic with the power in we the people had dared to arrogantly stand against the kingdom of, of globalism, which is ruled by the kingdom of darkness. Satan went out of his mind. And, and the globalist human rulers that think it's all their idea, uh, they went out of their minds. And so we have seen this demonic struggle since, again, the Garden of Eden, the Tower of Babel, the Flood, everything. We've seen it all the way back, but but as far as our recent history is concerned, we certainly have seen it just in the history of our own nation and how we are then tied to world affairs concerning World War One, World War Two, the return of Israel, now the return of Jerusalem to Israel. Yes, and so what are we watching now? The end is coming like a flood, the end of man's rule and reign, the beginning of Jesus Christ. It's coming like a flood. It's coming in like a tsunami. And now this demonic spirit of globalism and a one world order and, you know, peace and harmony, paradise on earth under the ruler of what we know as the Antichrist, what the world thinks is their Messiah, their Savior. We can see it coming. And you're right. And in America, this great bastion for years of freedom and 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 and, and uh, peace and prosperity and the and the advancement of the gospel it is becoming corrupted infiltrated and it's in the process of disintegrating in my humble opinion I praise God for the Lord's hand of mercy and grace on us that he's given us a little breathing room but but I don't know how much longer all that's going to last but yeah. yeah so anyway so yeah the Democrat party has been thoroughly corrupted but the entire process is in that is in that in the throes of corruption as well and Carl before we turn our attention to what's going on with Prime Minister Netanyahu in Israel one more thing on this globalism thing first of all uh, we would be naive I think if we believe that Republicans, some of them, weren't part of this globalist machine also. And yeah. secondly, I think what, what people don't seem to understand when we hear about the New Green Deal and universal Medicare for all and a guaranteed government income for all people, this isn't going to just stop at the borders of the U.S. This is part of the U.N.'s master global plan, and we're walking right into it. Yeah, no, we are. And and it is. And you're absolutely right. And yes, what you said about being naive to think Republicans aren't involved. And of course, you know, we've already laid that foundation. You're right. And, and here's the thing that is so maddening to those of us that actually know history and those of us that actually know the word of God is that it, but but yet yet the Bible predicted this. God's word told us that there would be this great delusion that would sweep the planet. That truth would be thrown to the ground. That even the very elect would be deceived if that were possible. Jesus said. So we're watching this happen. There has never been a nation that history cannot point to a socialist, communist, 
globalist mentality, nation or group of nation or coalition of nations, history cannot point to that entity and say, look at the grand success that that was or that that is. Look how powerful the people live. Look how peaceful the people live. Look at the prosperity in which the people live. There's never been such a thing from communist Russia to China to North Korea to Venezuela. I mean, we can go down through the list of of the outranked dictatorship communist nations to the softer socialist nations, you know, spreading the wealth, sharing the wealth. There's never been a success story, ever, ever, ever. Yet, it seems like there's this global delusion that, well, if we could just try one more time, if America would become a socialist nation, that would be a success. If we could just get the right person to sit upon the throne of the world, we could finally have our paradise. Brother, that is demonic, but the Word of God prophesied it all, and we're living in the midst of it. Indeed. You know, Carl, let's turn our attention to Israel for a minute. Tomorrow we're going to be interviewing a good friend of yours, David Rubin, uh, from Israel. He's a former mayor of Shiloh, Israel. He's got a book out about uh, Trump and the Jews, I believe it's called. Uh, Just like you've got a great book out now I want to talk about in a minute. Um, It seems to me that you can count on one hand the anti-globalist world leaders, Donald Trump, and certainly uh, Bibi Netanyahu would be on that one hand. I find it somewhat ironic that both of them are now being investigated on corruption charges. Is is this coincidence or is there something behind this, do you think? Yeah. Well, thank you for asking me the question. It's rhetorical as far as you're asking it because (laughs) I know you know the answer and you probably know right where I'm going to go. It is neither coincidental or really ironic. It is exactly, it is the spiritual cosmic battle of the ages. We are watching it. Think of it, folks. Think of it. That that the United States of America and its leadership and its whole understanding of government and, and, and you know, freedom and power and prosperity and nationalism, the, the nation of Israel that came forth largely because of the United States of America, not totally, but largely God used us, no doubt, and other nations, but he did. And he has used us ever since to protect them, to help them prosper, and now recently to return Jerusalem as the, as the bona fide legal capital, etc. Uh, it is no coincidence that the leaders of both of these nations not only are under the same kind of investigations— the same kind of outlandish charges against them, but they all started at about the same time. I mean, Donald Trump, the investigation, the Mueller investigation on Trump for so-called Russian collusion, which to this day they have never brought forth one piece of evidence, nor have they brought forth one charge, but they keep going. And even the Democrats are now saying, well, okay, there may not be Russian collusion, but we've got other things. I mean, they, they have no intention of stopping this. Well, Netanyahu has been under the same kind of the same discretion, I mean, uh, not discretion is not the word, the, the same investigation um, for a- almost the same period. It all started about the same time. And, of course, Trump and Netanyahu are big friends. Trump and Netanyahu are anti-globalists. Trump and Netanyahu are both believers. Now, Trump claims to be a believer in, in Jesus Christ. Netanyahu, of course, he has Bible studies in his home every day. And, and, and a lot of people think that even he is very close, if not a secret believer in, in, in Christ. Some people say that, that know him well. I don't know. But I'm just saying these guys have have their faith attached to the Word of God, and I'm not saying that that makes them, you know, born-again, spirit-filled believers in Jesus Christ, but rather than being atheist and globalist and, you know, they're attached to that, and look at the outpouring against these two leaders. It is not coincidental. It is spiritual. It is, it is absolutely prophetic. We're, we're watching this cosmic battle fleshed out before our eyes every day. 
Carl, I'm, I'm about halfway through your latest book, The Rabbi, The Secret Message, and the Identity of Messiah, and it's fascinating. And as I read it, and I want to bring this into bigger context, I go to Romans chapter 11, where Paul is basically saying, look, a partial hardening has fallen upon Israel, but God will deliver them. All Israel will be saved. And he says in Romans eleven twenty eight, as regards the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but as regards election, they are beloved for the sake of their forefathers. Talk a little bit about this unique relationship we as Christians should have with Israel, even though right now the vast majority of Israelites stand in defiance of Christ as Messiah. Yeah, well, thank you. And yeah, and thank you. I, I, I want to give a little context to, to, I mean, you set me up perfectly for this, and I appreciate it. Because a lot of people ask, well, look, you know, Israel was, I mean, golly, that's just a political construct uh, developed by evil people and the Gentiles, and that's not real Israel. Well, but here's the problem. Isaiah 49 clearly says, and I've preached on this, I've written on it, I do prophecy conferences, and we're running out of time. I can't get into the depth of it. But read Isaiah 49. It clearly speaks of the return of Israel in the last days as a geographical nation and a power to be reckoned with. And then it says, how is it that I will do this, says the Lord? I will bring you back upon the upon the shoulders of the Gentiles, upon the shoulders of the nations of the world. Their kings and their queens will take you in their arms and bring you back to the land. So people that say, well, this is just a, a Gentile construct. It's just a political thing. Well, that's what God said it would be. <laughs> that's what he said. He said that that's how he was going to do it. And then people say, well, you know, it's not the real land because it's not the same borders, etc. Guess what Isaiah 49 says? It says, in that day, they will say the land is too narrow for us. The land is too small. It will not contain us. Well, that's exactly what's happening now. You remember in the Obama days, he told Netanyahu, you need to go back to the 60, 67 borders. And, and Netanyahu, the first thing he said, that would be too narrow. Those were his words. He said, we would be destroyed if we went back to the 67 borders. So everything that Isaiah 49 said would happen is not only happening right before our eyes, but it's happening to the letter detail, the very words that Isaiah 49 said that the rulers of the world would use, they are using, and they are in the headline news. So, yes, we are connected to all of this. And so people ask me, well, should we support Israel? I mean, it's, you know, it's just this, this, this construct, and look at the evil leadership, and they've got some of the largest gay parades in the world, and they've got all the evils we have and the rest of the world has, and, and you know, and all the hypocrisy and the intrigue and the corruption in the government. Why should we support them? Well, here's my answer to that. Because the physical, geographical return of Israel, God says in his word, is God's sign to the world that he is on his throne, his word is the word of God, and that we're close to the return of Jesus Christ. So we should definitely support Israel's right to exist, but that doesn't, of course, mean that we support everything evil that comes out of Israel any more than we, you and I support everything evil that comes out of the United States. We speak against evil every day. The whole world is corrupt. All seven billion people on the planet have a sin nature, but, but, but for the blood of Jesus, we would all be separated from God forever. And so the Jews are no different. It's just, if, if you're a Jew, that doesn't mean you have no sin nature, and therefore Israel should be a perfect nation of perfect people with no problems. No, it's a nation of the world. But it is a nation that God said, I'm going to use this as a sign in the last day so that all the nations will know that I am God. Well, folks, there it is. It's sitting there. 2,700 years, no Israel. 70 years ago, it comes back. It is a power to be reckoned with. It is a superpower in the Middle East. And now we're watching the leaders, the United States and America, trying to work together and all the powers of hell coming against them. This is connected to Romans 11. It's connected to the prophecy of the last days. It's connected to the coming Antichrist kingdom. The United States and Israel stands in the way of the global spirit sweeping the planet. And so that global spirit is trying to take them out. Indeed. Stand up for the truth on Q90FM, our final minutes with uh, pastor and best-selling author Carl Gallups. Carl, your new book, The Rabbi, The Secret Message, and the Identity of Messiah, uh, how can people get a, 
uh, uh, their hands on a copy? And also, what kind of response are you getting from people and leaders who are reading it? The people that are reading it are absolutely loving it. And and it's not, it's not because I'm such a great writer or not. I, I, I doubt very seriously if I am. But the story is true. Uh, I've got so many people involved in telling this story now, as you see, as you've read it. New evidence has come in. New witnesses have come forward. New information has come forward. Supernatural backstories and connections are now being told that have never been told before. World-renowned people are involved in this. Uh, this, this, this whole understanding has gone right to the offices of Benjamin Netanyahu. He's got a copy of my first book on this. He's getting ready to get a copy of my second book on this. I mean, I've already got inside information on that. Uh, yeah, the book's going crazy. I mean, I'm doing interviews everywhere, and it's just a, a, a runaway bestseller on Amazon. It's in the top 400 of all books, number one bestseller in like eight different categories. It's just crazy because this is the story that won't die, guys. It is connected to prophecy. It's connected to the return of Jerusalem. It's connected to the possibility of a third temple being built. It's all connected. It won't die. It won't go away. It is profound. It is prophetic. It is true. It's all documented with eyewitness testimony. And this second book had to be written because so much more stuff has burst forth. And so, yeah, people are people are loving it. Those people that read it all the way through are loving it. Now, I'll tell you who's going to hate it. The atheists, the godless, the, the Israel haters, the Jew haters, Christian haters, Bible haters, and Orthodox Jews who just will not let go of their hatred for even the possibility that Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus is the Messiah, is, is truly God's son. So those are the ones that won't like it. Those are the ones that will rail against it. The deep state, the fake news, the, the demonic spirit, of course. But those who have any sense at all of biblical understanding who read this and make the connection, they are saying, oh my gosh, this is, this is a story of the ages. And it really is. And you can find it certainly at Amazon and a lot of bookstores. You can also go to carlgallops.com, correct, Carl? Yes, that's correct. In fact, there, there's a big banner. Click on it. It takes you to the book web website. You can actually read about 35, six, 35, 40 pages, four or five chapters. Uh, you can get a good idea of the writing style. You can see the whole table of contents, and you'll before you buy, you'll know what you're getting. And trust me, when you read it, you'll, you'll want to read more. Hey, Carl, thank you so much for connecting with us, brother. We appreciate it, and Lord willing, we'll talk to you in April. Thank you, Mike. I enjoyed it. God bless you. God bless you. Carl Gallops, again, carlgallops.com and the new book, The Rabbi, The Secret Message, and the Identity of Messiah. When we come back, why I'm glad that the Democratic Party is headed in the direction it is. If you want more info on the topics of today's show, then visit StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, back to Mike LeMay. I mentioned in my opening comments today that uh, the thing that really is difficult in life is when you don't have clear choices. And and sometimes you know, things can be confusing. So, you know, we live in a world that, that Satan is the God, and he loves confusion. He confused Adam and Eve. He tried to confuse Jesus in the desert. He tried to confuse Peter, and he's certainly trying to confuse us. Well, Crash, maybe it's just me, but I don't it seems like every day I turn around, all we're talking about is presidential elections in this nation. We had one two and a half years ago. Now, in a year and a half, we're going to have another one. And it's been very interesting to me to see the hard left turn of the Democratic Party. And I hear a lot of Christians bemoaning it. I, for one, I'm glad they're finally coming clean on what their real agenda is. And when you look behind all of these things that might sound good on the surface, free health care for all. Uh, the new Green Deal, uh, guaranteed an annual guaranteed income for all citizens. It's so important we understand that this is not an American issue. This is a global issue. This is exactly what globalism leads to. A handful of elites and eventually one man, Antichrist, ruling everyone else. So when I hear Christians and conservatives bemoan the direction of the Democratic Party crash, I'm kind of glad it's going the way it's going because I think in 2020, and yes, I know we hear every presidential election is the most important one in our lifetime, and I've always rolled my eyes when I hear that, but I'm not so sure that that might not be true in 2020 because the American people are being given, I think, the way it's shaking out, a very clear choice here. Do we want to maintain ourselves as a sovereign nation, a democratic republic, 
or do we want to be the leader in globalism? And it looks like we're going to have a clear choice of that in 2020. And once and for all, then, we as Bible-believing Christians who anchor our hope in Jesus Christ, not a Democratic or Republican party or a government or nation, we, we can decide once and for all where we stand in this thing. So I'd, I'd like your thoughts on it, Crash. It seems to me that, again, we, we can complain about the direction of the Democratic Party, but I, for one, I'm, I'm kind of glad we're cutting through all the chaff well, like, right now. It's like what you said uh, with Carl Gallup's earlier, is uh, it's not just the Democrats, it's also the Republicans. Yeah. And um, y- there was, there's an old saying in Texas, when you turn on the light, the, the mice scatter. And uh, I, I believe just this last election was just a big eye-opener uh, for everybody, for everybody concerned. And uh, the Democrats were doing their thing, and the Republicans were doing their thing, and they were all shocked at what happened. Mm-hmm. And they were indeed. We, we, we were all shocked that Donald Trump became president of the United States. And uh, we're trying to uh, – you're hearing the Christians say, God has weighed in, yada, 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 all of that good stuff like that. And, and now – uh, I read last night that one of the states is now trying to legalize starving mental patients to death. Yeah, it's it's just getting. Crazy. I mean, why not? I mean, it's okay now to kill uh, babies, you know, after well, birth, right? So let's just keep going. Yeah, it is getting crazy, and, and you mentioned, and and I want to say here at the outset that uh, I am no fan of Donald Trump personally. I think the man is rude crude. I wish he'd shut his mouth sometimes. Uh, he says some things like what he said about North Korea and that he believes Kim Jong-un. I got some pushback on that. I was saying that was ba- That was stupid. Ba- I mean, Kim Jong-un knows exactly. His words were wrong and they were going, he didn't say that. And I said, yes, he did. Listen to what he said. Yeah. That, he, he, he said he, uh, he said that uh, uh, Premier Un said he didn't know anything about Otto Warnbrand and I believe him. Nothing happens why? in North I Trump wants to strike a deal so bad. And, I mean, you look at some of the things he said about uh, President Xi Jinping of China. Well, he's a good man. We're good friends. I mean, you know, he said the same thing about uh, uh, Vladimir Putin. Hey, we're good friends. So, I mean, the, the man personally is is caustic. He's crude. I, I wish he'd shut up sometimes. I look at his policies. As many of his policies, I think, are good policies. But interesting what you said about the Republicans, too. And what, what I'm going to be really curious about over the next 18 months is, will the Republican establishment – try to unseat Donald Trump as its nominee in 2020. You know, I don't believe that's ever successfully been done in the history of America where an incumbent president did not win his party's renomination. But I've got to believe a lot of Republicans would just as soon wish Donald Trump went away, what, too. Didn't they try to do that the, the last election? And he said, fine, I'll go independent. Well, I'm talking about a sitting president being renominated by his party. Okay. You know, All right. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't believe that's ever happened in the history of the United States, but I think you're going to see a move in the Republican Party. And again, you can, I accept Trump's crudeness. I don't think he's an angel. I think his personal life is full of baggage. There's, there's a lot out there, no doubt about it. But again, I think we need to, to cut to the chase here. And what this election is going to be about is, will the United States remain a sovereign nation with freedom, the freedom to own a gun, the freedom to worship, the freedom of speech? Or will it become now a leader in this march to Marxist globalism? Well, well what Carl Gallup was saying was was uh, exciting me because, he, like he said, it is the Bible unfolding it's, by yeah. the letter. Yeah. And uh, as we say often on Stand Up for the Truth, it's going to get worse. It's just amazing that it's happening so fast, right before our eyes. It. it I mean, it's just and, and and is it is the world different than it was? 10, 20, 30 years ago, or is because of social media, it's just more in our face? I think it's different. I mean, it's definitely different. We, we, like you said, New York now has just said it is legal and mandated that a doctor kill a baby who survives an abortion. Talk about this state, and I think it might be Vermont, I could be wrong, <clears throat> that basically said if, if a person has a mental illness and they can't be healed, well, let's just let them die. So, I mean, the world's getting worse, but I think social media is bringing more of it to light, certainly. But, there, but there's other states taking their stand. I think it's Kentucky and Alabama that have said, uh, no, uh, it is life. It is life in the womb. Yeah. You know, it, it, as I look at this whole thing, and, and Carl eloquently put it this way, the Bible says Antichrist will rise to power. The world is going to get more and more evil, and every nation 
will follow Antichrist as he tries to destroy Israel. And That and includes fight. us. That includes us. So on the one hand, we as Bible-believing disciples of Jesus Christ we who love this nation, we don't want to see it go that way. But inevitably, it will go that way. And again, the reason I'm glad that this 2020 election seems to be one that's going to be a very big picture. And please understand, again, don't don't get lost in all the talk about taxes and borders and, and all this stuff. This is simply, should the United States remain a sovereign nation or should it become the leader in implementing Marxist globalism? That's really what it comes down to. One way or the other. We as Bible-believing Christians will see the will of the American people, and we can respond accordingly. Now, what does that response look like? Regardless of who wins, we are to share the gospel with our family, our friends, our neighbors. We are to go and make disciples, baptizing people in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So nothing changes after the first Tuesday in November of 2020 as to what we are supposed to do as Christians. What very well might change is how we do it. Will we have the continuing religious freedom to speak in public about the Bible? Crash, I've been very vocal. I believe we are one bad Supreme Court decision away from churches in this nation being asked, will you bend a knee to Caesar or will you bend a knee to God? And if we are relying on Donald Trump's Supreme Court uh, appointments, you're putting your faith in the wrong people. There's no guarantee that the Gorsuch's uh, the Roberts and even the Kavanaugh's are are going to stand in the way of this. We well, just don't know. Even here at home in Wisconsin, uh, we have our own battles to fight. Yeah, with with, uh, with with the new governor and things like that, and things that are going on in the uh, in the public education school system. It, it's it's closer to home than we want it to be. It is. It is. But I, I think again. What the world does crash is it takes a word and puts a different definition to it. And globalism is the new word they use, and all it really is is Marxism. It's godless communism. And as Carl said, it has never once worked. And yet, what's the unofficial definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And and by all indications, when you look at what young people think, so – Marxism becomes globalism. Globalism becomes socialism. So a lot of these people, when they say, well, I'm a socialist, they have no clue what they're saying. And I think there's a a decent chance, given all of the uh, investigations into President Trump and the fact that his own party, I think half of his own party would just soon see him go away. I think there's a realistic shot we're going to have a globalist Marxist as president in 2020. And then you think things are happening quick now? Whew, Katie, bar the door. Well, look at the, uh, look at the senators that are uh, getting into to Congress and, and their backgrounds. And yeah. I, I can't remember the name of the act, but it was the Werner Act back in the early 70s that uh, Republicans, Democrats uh, voted si- silently. Uh, they repealed that law that said we could not have Muslims in yeah. Congress. Do you remember that? I, that was, I, and I also remember back in, the, Warner Act. back in the 70s, they very quietly passed a law that said if we pass a law and impose it on the American people, we don't necessarily need to abide by it. So they were exempt from Obamacare. They'll be exempt from, you know, so. And, and these uh, I, I read somewhere, they, these are not our leaders. They're our representatives. But it doesn't <laughs> seem to be working out that way. Uh, it sure doesn't. I but hope not. Anyway. No. And, and. You know, again, we as Christians, regardless of what happens today, tomorrow, or in November of 2020, we have our marching orders. We don't need new fancy mission statements. Our mission statement is to make disciples, to share the gospel, to live as a unique, holy people by the grace of God. So nothing's going to change. No matter what this world does, no matter which direction our nation goes, our mission remains the same. The only thing that might change is how much freedom do we have to carry out that mission. And we are so close in this nation to having two or three laws passed that will change everything. The Supreme Court hearing this case of public cemeteries and crosses, big case. Jack Phillips will be back before the Supreme Court. One day, a church will be dragged in front of the Supreme Court just like De Pere tried to impose on us. That churches, you don't teach anything unless we approve of it. And if and when the Supreme Court rules for one of these municipalities, religious freedom as we know it is is a thing of the past. Have you heard anything about California banning the sale of the uh, of the Bible? They they fell one vote short last year in doing that. 
But, okay. You know. I, I can't I, tell if it's a new story or not because it's still floating around on social media. It's it's still in the legislative process. They're trying to repackage it and, and present it as something different. So, you know, the the point of all of this is we, we can wring our hands when we see the world getting evil. But just like Carl said and you said, Crash, we should be rejoicing because we are understanding that God is getting closer and closer to sending his son back to redeem those of us who have faith and trust in who he is and what he accomplished on the cross. And in the meantime, please do not get sidetracked by the carnival act. That is politics. That is geopolitics. That's all of these things. Stay focused on God, be immersed in his word, and let's obey what he's commanded us to obey. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show and tell you about our guest tomorrow. We're getting ready to wrap up today's show. Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. Now, here's Mike LeMay. Well, some of you old-time listeners to Stand Up For The Truth might remember the name David Rubin. He's the former mayor of Shiloh, Israel. He's still active politically and spiritually in the nation of Israel. And he's written a new interesting book called Trump and the Jews. Well, David Rubin's going to be joining us from Israel tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, charges against uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, a lot of people feel these are just trumped up, no pun intended, charges uh, to discredit him before the April election. So it'll be interesting. We'll talk with David and Rubin about that. And then in our final two segments tomorrow, we're in the middle of looking at my book, uh, American Christianity Slide to Apostasy, and we're talking about Satan's five-step process to putting Christians in America under persecution. And tomorrow we're going to talk about step two that's being implemented in a growing number of churches, and that's preaching human unity over truth. John 17, Jesus prayed that his disciples would be one with God as he was one with God. But that message of unity has been twisted, turned, shaken, and changed in a growing number of churches that are subject to American Christianity, where Jesus called us to be unified on God's word. What's being taught these days instead is to set aside God's word for the sake of unity. And there's a very distinct difference between those two. So David Rubin tomorrow and step two in subjecting Christians in America to persecution. And I really, really don't think we're all that far away. You're going to find out as we get through this, step four has already been accomplished and the enemy is knocking on the door with step five. It could happen today, tomorrow, maybe five years from now. So thank you so much for joining us today. David Firaz will be back. Crash, thanks for sitting in today. Appreciate it. And uh, quickly again, uh, before we wrap up, how to register for the Watchman Conference. Go to Mike at Q90FM.com. Just give me your mailing address and how many people uh, want to attend. It's April 19th and 20th, uh, Friday night and Saturday. Mike at Q90FM.com. Seating is limited. For Crash Connell and David Fiorazzo, Mike LeMay, standing up for the truth. Have a blessed day and keep your eyes focused on him. Be bold, strong and unashamed of the gospel, the Lord your God is always with you.